0: Hey guys, welcome to a new episode of Crime Noir. It's Candace, and I have a special guest today. Um, I have Rena from Handcuff Pod. Hey, everyone. Um, Today we're doing a little crossover episode. I know it's been kind of hectic and busy, but I just want to first say I hope you guys are being safe and healthy during this virus. I apologize for the lack of content, but we're trying to push through and get some out um, we're, today, we're going to be covering the murder of Yukiya Davis and Stephanie Thomas. Um, this is located in Washington, D.C. Um, Rena is over here. She is located in the U.K. If you can tell by her accent, I'm obsessed with it. All right, so let's just jump in. So Yukiya Davis and Stephanie Thomas were both two transgender women who were violently killed and their murders received very little to no press. They were basically babies. Yukia was 19 at the time and Stephanie was just 18. And they mm. have met. I know that's so sad, right? Yeah. They met each other four years before they were both violently murdered. And they had met each other at a sexual minority youth action league, which rebranded as S-M-Y-A-L, which stands for supporting and mentoring youth advocates and leaders. It's the only organization in the Washington DC area that is dedicated to the lesbian, gay, bisexual and transgender youth. And SMYAL brands itself as a safe space for LGBTQ youth. Per their website, they provide community training and education programs, which include helping educate the community on LGBTQ youth and providing safe spaces for the community. They also have like weekly support and discussion groups that discuss various topics such as relationships, sexual health, drug abuse, etc. When Stephanie and Yukia met each other, they were in the process of transitioning to women. Stephanie was adopted at three months by her mother, Queen Washington, and Stephanie began to identify as a female at about eight or nine Stephanie's family was accepting of her transitioning, but on the contrast, Yukia, who was raised by her godmother, rejected her gender identity.
1: Where were U- these um, women from?
0: They're from Washington, D.C.
1: No, they um, ethnicity.
0: Oh, uh, Black? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> American? Yukia began identifying herself as transgender at age 15, and Stephanie began at age 14 going by her name. Sadly, both Stephanie and Yukia were targeted due to their gender identity as people just thought they were gay. And the harassment became so much that they dropped out of school due to bullying, which is really, really sad because children should be able to be themselves and go to school and it should be a safe space. There shouldn't be any of this bullying, not going to school because of stuff like that. And that just really gets under my skin.
1: Oh my gosh, I hate bullying with a passion like mm-hmm. it really irks me like really really irritates me it's it's bad over here we have campaigns i remember being in school and there would be people like organizations will come in to speak about bullying because there were young people committing suicide over it yeah. um, but it's weird because when you're in like um secondary school for us which is equivalent to high school or mm-hmm. middle school mm-hmm. um it was very normal to pick on each other Mm -hmm. and to run joke and to cuss each other so a lot of people would turn around today and say well you you needed tough skin Mm -hmm. like yeah I remember um being teased and what you just have to take it kind of thing or give it back like um but yeah obviously not every child is equipped in that way and it's not fair to say to every child you just need to learn how to deal with it
0: I completely agree with you. And I almost feel sorry for this current generation because they have like the internet to use to bully each other. And I just can't imagine. I mean, I'm not old, but this is when social media was like first taking off was when I was in high school. So it's like, I couldn't imagine going to school now and like people bullying you online and stuff like that. I just couldn't imagine that.
1: No, we was lucky like and and back in the day, if you was in school and um you was getting teased, it was you had to be creative like you had exactly. to think your feet whereas exactly. now exactly. we have yeah. these little sad weirdos behind their keyboards who, who probably think the whole day of just trying to bring you down exactly
0: exactly anyway, let's get back to the case. So they both ended up dropping out of school due to the harassment, which is extremely sad to me. But they bonded so closely that they even ended up getting an apartment and living together in southeast Washington, D.C. Stephanie's mom, Queen, ended up getting her a car because she didn't feel safe with her daughter walking through southeast at night, which Mm -hmm. I don't know if you know, but... Southeast um, has a reputation or had a reputation for maybe not being the most safe part of D.C., but over the years through gentrification, it's kind of, uh, you know, taking on a different turn. But back then in 2002, or it wasn't the safe, uh, safe spot to be in.
1: Oh, okay. I never need that.
0: So, excuse me. So sadly, on April 12, thousand and two, Stephanie and Yukia went to visit their friends in an apartment apartment near them. Stephanie Yukia said they were going to get cigarettes and left their friend's house at around eleven thirty p.m. to go get some cigarettes at a local gas station. They were not seen again until three a.m. At approximately three twenty-five a.m., Stephanie and Yukia were sitting in Yukia's car, which was a to- Toyota. T- oh my goodness that was a tongue twister they were sitting at the corner of 50th and C Street which is in southeast which wasn't too far from their apartments and a black vehicle pulled up beside the car and opened fire on Yuki and Stephanie the weapon of choice was a semi-automatic weapon the car then sped off and another man in another vehicle got out to see what occurred Yukia had died instantly, however, Stephanie was still alive. The stranger then nudged Stephanie to see if she was alive, and she moaned. However, the black vehicle then came back, and the passerby mm-hmm. decided to flee. The perp then got out the car and shot Stephanie again, and then drove away again. Stephanie and Yukia were both shot ten times in the head and body. They both were dead by the time first responders pulled up to the scene. Which is so sad to me. Oh, my goodness. I still goosebumps. I know. I
1: goosebumps. Like This Literally. is really, really, like, because at first I was like, is this a random attack? And But no, it sounds personal.
0: Let's discuss. Let's discuss. Well, we'll get there. We'll get there. Another excuse me, another odd fact about this is another Black trans woman by the name of Tyra Hunter died previously at that same corner. Tyra Hunter died on August 7, 1995, seven years prior, and when first responders showed up, they basically left her to die, and once they found out she was transgender, they didn't even care. They laughed at her while she was dying, and she had been injured... Um, in a car accident and basically refused treatment. So she ended up dying at the DC general hospital a couple hours later, where she was also denied treatment by a doctor. What the fuck? What year is that? This was in 1995. So as a result of this, she, her mom ended up getting, um, suing the city and received a $1.75 million settlement, which, Even in 1995, that's not a lot considering you lost your daughter. Like, that's not cool. No. Like, no amount is
1: ever going to bring that person back to you.
0: So here's where it even gets even deeper is that the same company that handled, in quotation marks, Tyra during this car accident also responded to Kia's and Stephanie's murder. So they were barely doing stuff for her. Why would they do stuff for these other two girls that got killed? You know what I mean? Mm. And also, um, the way they responded to Yukiya and Stephanie's murders were is just deplorable, and I'm disgusted. Witnesses stated that Stephanie and Yukiya's bodies were dragged from the car and that Stephanie's body was dropped face-first on the ground. Ooh. Right, right. To allegedly comes
1: from witnesses.
0: Yep. Yep. So, allegedly, a firefighter used his foot to turn over Stephanie's bleeding body. And this is just absolutely disgusting and downright deplorable on how this person treated them during them dying. It's just evil. It's vicious. It's, I could go on and on, but I won't. So, let's discuss. So what happened? My personal belief is, well, let's let's back up. The police have no real motives as to why they were murdered. However, they believe it is possible for it to be a hate crime, which I'm kind of believing so too, because if you shoot two people 10 times each, that's not, you know, something that happens by coincidence.
1: Oh, no. But I still feel like... There's a personal element to it. So even if it was a hate crime, that person studied them. That person knew who to to attack. That's
0: so Congres- disgusting. Very disgusting. Congresswoman Eleanor Holmes Norton, sorry if I'm saying her name wrong, wrote to former police chief Charles Ramsey and asked that the murders be investigated as a hate crime. He replied that they were being being investigated as hate crimes. But mm, I'm I'm debating that. Also, Sergeant Brett Parson, who at the time was over DC's police department's gay and um, lesbian liaison unit, indicated that attack might have been personal due to the number of rounds fired, which I agree. Um, Allegedly, there was a rumor floating around in the community that Stephanie and Yukiya were, were killed by men who picked them up and didn't know that they were transgender, again, even if that was a case that is not a rational um reason to harm somebody if somebody lies to you or do- does something you do not like that does not mean you get to shoot them point blank 10 no. times i'm not trying to hear it that's not no. a joke and that's not an excuse period we just putting that out there the families of Stephanie and Yukia indicated that once they transitioned into women fully they were harassed by men in their neighborhood which i can believe uh my personal thoughts, you guys, is that I believe it was a personal hate crime. And I believe that people are so bigoted and problematic that their hate makes them do very evil things. And I don't see this as any different. I feel like, like I've stated, if you shoot somebody 10 times, two people 10 times in a car, eh, hold on. Let's Let's discuss this key point. They came back, circled around to make sure they were dead. That's a hate crime in its personal, period. What about you? What do you think?
1: with you. Yep. Yep. Because it just, like like I said, I got goosebumps. For two people to just be sitting down on the bench Mm -hmm. and then be murdered, shot 10 times, and then they circle back around to shoot them again, they said they were going out to get cigarettes? Yep. And I don't think that's very routine. Like you go out every every morning at 3 a.m. to go get cigarettes.
0: I'd have to agree with you a hundred percent. I'd like to <clears throat> i like to add that the police once came on record to say they have um suspects regarding their murders. However they do not have enough evidence to make an arrest and there is no names listed publicly. So I have no way of knowing who these suspects are. Do you know
1: what? I'm not surprised they don't have Mm -hmm. Enough evidence? Because what evidence would you have? Yep. That Um, attack, very planned.
0: Yeah, very much so. Uh, Police did offer a 50k reward for information regarding Stephanie and Yukiya's murders. I'm not sure if that's still the case, but they definitely initially did. And there has been no arrest in this case. And it has not been officially listed as a hate crime. So that's just the 2020 update. It's very sad to me. Um, It really touched me because a lot of times when LGBTQ members are murdered, I mean, Black women and men, they get very very little visibility in the media as it is. So when you add gender identity and stuff like that, they get even less visibility in the media. So I think it's very important that we take time to just acknowledge our you know, gender, sexuality, sisters, and brothers, and just make sure we're using our platforms to get their cases out as well. But it's just a really, really sad story. And I would just like encourage anybody, if you're listening out there, like I always do, if you have any information regarding the murders of Ukiah and Stephanie, please contact the DC Homicide Branch At 202-277-9225. So let's get into some noir news. I know it's been buzzing like all over the internet that Takashi69 or however you say his name. um, Got out of prison after he snitched on a whole bunch of people. And everybody is like angrily watching his stuff and listening to his music. I wanted to know your thoughts on this matter.
1: Well, I'm not part of Everybody or the we or I didn't like him before. He went in jail. Um, he just came across very obnoxious. Um, there is one song, the song he did with Nicki Minaj. I like that. Fifi? Yeah. Yeah, I like but that I song too. That. Mm-hmm. He just looked irritating. And I didn't like the fact that he was a um, culture vulture. The fact that he used the N-word. I just, I wasn't here for him. Mm -hmm. Um, But me, I would have snitched. But then, again, I'm not about that life. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm not, I'm not a street person. So I wouldn't put myself in that position where I would have to snitch. And I feel like he really forced lifestyle. Mm -hmm. Like, he's a beg yeah so yeah I'm not here for him at all
0: my personal opinion though is I feel like our culture dies like on the wrong hills like he is a completely problematic person but I just Mm -hmm. wish our society our culture had more like smoke for people who like abuse women or like I know Meek Mill has been very vocal about um Takashi six six nine, you know, mm-hmm. hanging out. And I feel like yes, he is annoying. He's a troll. He's like I don't like him. But like focus that on these abusers out here, these rappers that hit women. You know what I mean?
1: You know eight years goes- it's right, and you're you're very right because, like I said, the first thing I thought of was just how annoying he is, and completely forgot about the fact that he was caught up in some mess with um a, a young girl.
0: Oh, Takashi?
1: Yeah. Oh, and he and people do call him a pedophile.
0: That's why I thought you said it. Oh no, I, I was like, saying oh, yeah. oh well, well. My point, I was stands, my point still stands the same Because Meek, Mill, Meek Mills Or other rappers Or other citizens Energy isn't because He's a pedophile It's because he's a snitch And I wish energy yeah. was something Different versus Oh he's a snitch he's the worst of the worst Whereas it should be he's an abuser He's a rapist he's that and That's why we disassociate with him You get what I mean
1: well look how long it took us to um disassociate ourselves from the man who shall not be named
0: well there's two that comes to mind are we talking the one with the b or the one with the r
1: the one with the r Mm,
0: yeah um and even i
1: did a case about a uk artist um who was charged with raping women as well and it's like he was a part of this um grime music group in the UK and it's like crickets
0: oh yep I know who you're talking about and he he was he was very violent with his Mm. mm -hmm. yeah
1: so it's definitely an issue in the music industry itself
0: yeah and to be honest the discussion is off-putting to me because it's like you don't advocate for victims or anything like that you're more so he's not street, so why is he in the culture? You know what I mean? Versus, mm. oh, he's a horrible person. Like, Meek Mill has a song with Kodak Black, who is has a whole bunch of charges, some of them being sexual assault. So it's like, like, where do you get off kind of being the morality police when um, you you know, you still associate with, like, accused rapists and stuff like that. I don't like that.
1: It's because majority of people have not cancelled him yet
0: yeah
1: i agree because the same thing happened with the man that shall not be named mm-hmm. i agree like in all fairness he's actually a musical genius he is. but that blindsided everybody he was doing all this sh- stuff out in the open yep and we just turned die eye because majority of us was like oh he makes good music for every occasion he is who he is and now everyone's noticing now everyone's turned their back on him
0: Right and 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 To be quite frank with you If R. Kelly would have Not um, I know you said you're not naming him but I am <laughs> No it's fine um, If R. Kelly Would have stopped Because the only reason why he's being Held to the fire now is that he Continued to do so But had he yeah. had stopped people would still Exalt him as the R&B Legend you know what I mean
1: Oh yeah, my second. Yeah,
0: so it's just like sometimes I wish these people were held accountable by their peers and not the performance. I'm not agreeing with what Takashi Six Nine did because he put a, a hit on my favorite artist, which is Chief Keith. So I will never be Team Takashi Nine <laughs> at all. And like you said, he's a pedophile. So that's it. Well, I don't know for
1: certain, but I know. There has been allegations made He's allegedly
0: a, yeah. a pedophile um, I'm not a fan and But again I think people need to understand that You need to stop hate watching And clicking and engaging On his stuff, on his content I don't
1: understand we how know. he managed To get that many people To watch him yeah, Because
0: people hate watch That's so weird I, 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 People hate watch and that's just He's just noise. Mhm. Mhm. Yep. Mhm. Yep. So I just I wish that people would not pay him any minds or anything like that because it's just ridiculous. Um, his he brings out really negative Karmic energy, and I just don't understand how people sp- spend their time digesting his content a lot you know Mm -hmm. Mm
1: -hmm. it's been
0: crazy to see people like in an uproar especially like musicians and other rappers and stuff you know being upset about it which I mean I get why they're upset but I wish they had the same energy the same energy when Bill Cosby or you know Kodak Black or whoever assaults and beats women or assaults people you
1: know and i think we've got a long way to go because we're asking for men to um call out their friends basically because a lot of men don't call out their friends even if they don't agree with them it's like they just won't call them out and it doesn't make sense because i feel like all these men that have um being um, charged with sexual offences, mm-hmm. surely that personality should came out whilst they were amongst their peers.
0: Yeah, I definitely agree. And you know what this this segue is into a different topic. Are you familiar with Boosie? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I didn't want to say, what. you know, um, when he asked women to go on Instagram Live, mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. yeah, um, Boosie this is kind of in noir news y'all as you guys are familiar boosie got on the live internet and said that he uh paid for his son to have sexual relations with a man i
1: thought that was i was really shocked because i was like that's sexual abuse if that child is a minor that is sexual abuse
0: i wish that the rappers who have all this energy for Takashi six nine kept that same energy towards Boosie because mm. you get what I'm saying? How is that? You guys are so hype about Takashi six nine getting out, but Boosie you know saying he set his child up for molestation is is okay. I just need us our culture, our people to do a better job at examining um. Predators within the community and using our energy to fight that versus somebody ratting that's just my personal opinion
1: Yeah, but I think um with the boozy situation Um, what's different is that a lot of men don't actually think that's a problem And that's where we need to begin like a lot of men don't see that as sexual abuse Mm -hmm. Because it happened to them or you hear guys that lost their virginity to elder, elder women where they were under the um, age of sexual consent. Mm-hmm. So they don't see it as abuse. They just see it as oh, I was young and I got lucky.
0: Yep. They don't, but
1: which is quite sad.
0: But don't realize it's still damaging whether it's a girl or a boy facing that. Kind of, yeah. Yep. Toxic masculinity, but we won't go into all that. <laughs>
1: Mm -mm. we're gonna be here for like exactly
0: exactly exactly. (laughs) so i think that wraps up today's episode and i appreciate you for coming on the platform and talking um to me with me discussing this case do you want to drop your contact information
1: yeah, so if you you can follow me on Instagram at Handcuffed Podcast and Twitter at Handcuffed Pod. And thank you for having me as well. It was really interesting. And, yeah, two black women from across the pond mm-hmm. collaborating. Yes, you know, we, we do this true crime thing as well. Yes. Don't get it twisted. Exactly. We're actually out here.
0: Exactly. So you guys know where I'm at, um, CrimeX Nora on Twitter and Crime Nora the podcast. I am back, you guys. It's been a little minute, but let's be kind because it's been a whole pandemic outside. So I hope mm-hmm. that you guys are staying safe and healthy. And I wish nothing but health to your families and whoever else during this time. And we will get through this together. Amen. Amen. Talk to you guys next week or whenever. I'm not even going to give you guys a consistent schedule right (laughs) now, so don't even try to drag me.